Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the Friday following on podcast from TalkSport that's actually going out on a Saturday. Uh, I'm John Norman bringing you a special That Was The Week That Was show in what has been a tumultuous seven days uh, for cricket. Coming up you'll hear from ESPN Crick Info's George DeBell on England's withdrawal from Pakistan, a summary of the IPL, uh, the uh, women's international action and also Shane Warne comparing covid with hair loss. Yes, he went there, but you shouldn't go anywhere. You're listening to Following On. Well, greetings from a glorious and very sunny uh, oval in South London where the sun is shining. There's a, a crisp chill in the air and Ollie Pope and Hashim Amla uh, both going about their business. Both have hundreds as I speak. The destiny of the county championship, as things stand, still to be decided. But, um, well, by the time you listen to this show, you'll already know. And I will by the end of this show. Uh, will Warwickshire bowl Somerset out whilst uh, Lancashire throw things at the TV? Or will Somerset save Lancashire's season? We will find out soon enough. But let's start with what we do know. Uh, let's go back to Sunday and a restart of the Indian Premier League. It's been quite a week, really. Mumbai losing both their matches uh, and involving uh, one where they had Chennai 24 for four and a player retired hurt uh, only to lose the match. Uh, Royal Challengers, uh, Bangalore being bowled out for just 92. Uh, they also lost two matches in the week. Kartik Tiagi, uh, remember the name, taking two wickets and going for just a single as he successfully defended three runs in his final over as Rajasthan somehow beat uh, Punjab and Hyderabad, having to isolate six members of their backroom staff and a player after uh, Natarajan tested positive for covid uh, David Warner was then out for a duck in the first over of their first match and uh, it meant a return to the top of the table for a couple of days for Delhi, 
before Kolkata surprised everyone by themselves to hand out a heavy thumping over Mumbai. Chennai closing out the week as they started it with a win to go uh, back on top on run rate. Uh, And if you're still with me, that's great. Still two weeks to go. And the only place you can follow the action on national radio next week is TalkSport 2. Uh, regular updates uh, throughout the afternoon on the social. Uh, staying with the IPL, well, uh, no doubt those teams with English players will be delighted that come the final week of the tournament, uh, those players will still be available after England bottled, uh, sorry, backed out of touring Pakistan next month. As news went, it was hardly unexpected. What was unexpected was the fact they haven't done so because uh, of security concerns, more rather uh, mental fatigue. Um, It led to an extraordinary response from uh, the new PCB chairman, um, Ramiz Raja, who now says his side are seeking a backup plan for next winter uh, because they essentially don't trust England to tour the country for the uh, proposed three tests. Uh, Wazim Khan um, was, uh, well, he was just absolutely gutted, uh, telling all that uh, just how much many millions of pounds is going to cost Pakistani cricket. And the criticism was in this country as well, England. Former captain Mike Atherton writing in the Times, one of many to voice his displeasure at the decision by the ECB, who he accused of hiding behind a press release. And even the British government got involved. Reports that some diplomats were unhappy um, with the decision as it had negatively affected our country's relationship with Pakistan. Wow. Um, and indeed, British High Commissioner to Pakistan, Christopher Turner, had this to say. Assalamu alaikum. I share the deep sadness of cricket fans that England will not tour Pakistan in October. Mujer afsos hai. This was a decision made by the ECB, which is independent of the British government, based on concerns for player welfare. The British High Commission supported the tour, did not advise against it on security grounds, and our travel advice for Pakistan has not changed. I have been a champion of international cricket's return to Pakistan and will redouble my efforts in advance of England's autumn 2022 tour. My thanks to all at the PCB who have worked so hard in support of that. May no meet Kartohu that will soon hear the roar of full cricket stadiums again. Akhir me jit cricket ki hogi. Shukriya. It was a subject uh, that was picked up by Laura Woods and Ali McCoyce on the Sports Breakfast Show on Talk Sport, and they invited. Um, ESPN Crick Infos for now. Uh, George DeBell to give his thoughts on the matter. George, a very good morning. How are you this morning? Morning, George. Uh, morning, I'm OK. Thank you very much. Good, George. I was just thinking, we're listening to Christian Turner there. He, he's, he's not left us in any doubt what he thinks about the situation. Do you agree, George? I do. And also, he, he would be privy to more information than most of us have. The point he's making is, and it's devastating what he said, uh, is that the ECB have best basically decided not to tour on a whim. Mm. They have uh, made a promise to Pakistan, who helped England hugely in the summer of 2020, by coming to England in the middle of the, the worst bit of COVID, when there was no vaccine. Yep. Uh, they were in England for seven weeks. They helped English cricket pay the bills in that summer. Uh, we promised we'd put them up in the Hyatt in <coughs> Birmingham. We ended up putting them up in the Travel Lodge in Derby. Uh, They put up with a lot. And in return, England promised to go to Pakistan for four days. That's all this tour was. It was four days. And they pulled out of it with a slightly nebulous statement, which suggests there are security concerns, COVID concerns, everything is cited. But actually, none of it's reasonable. 
And I'm afraid that the ECB just looks spineless, selfish and irresponsible as a result. Mm. John, I was going to say, sorry, would you, I'm looking at this here, I beg your pardon. And I, I, I mentioned it earlier on, the, the, the Pakistan Cricket Board's chairman, Ramiz Raja, is a, and the quote is, <clears throat> he's accused England of failing a member of the cricketing fraternity. Now, it's it's a it's a very mild statement, but within it, you can just see how let down that they all feel. Yeah, they feel hugely let down. Look, it's not just that they've pulled out of the tour. It's pulled out of the tour that was arranged to thank Pakistan for helping England. It, the ECB were in a position where they were looking at losing £300 million. Oh. They're, they're in a position where if Pakistan didn't come in the summer of 2020, all England's players would have had to take pay cuts. There would have had to be a lot more redundancies than there were. But they came. They put up with quite a lot. Bear in mind, there wasn't really COVID in Pakistan at the time. Uh, so they came to England. They put up with pretty rubbish conditions. They were in lockdown for seven weeks. And how have we repaid them? Well, we haven't really, have we? And, and the problem is that the ECB keep doing this. England have now pulled out of tours to Sri Lanka, which was possibly reasonable, to be fair. South Africa. Um, uh, Pakistan and they're not going to Bangladesh and it's just that there's, there's this arrogant uh, English way of saying well you know we can do what we like we don't need to pay our debts really and I'm afraid they're using up their friendships very very quickly and this probably will come back to bite I think it reflects really really poorly on the hierarchy at the ECB George especially back to back after what happened with India and the test and the the, the outrage that that we heard you know it was and it was felt everybody was in agreement it was an awful situation to be in and it should not perhaps have happened um I just wondered if there would if there would have been another way to deal with this so go ahead with that tour even if you don't want your normal starters to go there we've seen England field the second slash third string team this summer as well and they were quite good weren't they would yeah. it have been a good opportunity for them perhaps that's exactly what they should have done. Of course it is. But look, it, it's um, just something to, to, to think about. The IPL uh, is relevant here. The Indian Premier League is relevant again, as ever. So that test was um, called off at uh, Manchester when the uh, IPL had to bring in a six-day quarantine for players to get back into the uh, UAE. So uh, at that stage, it suddenly became apparent that uh, all the players who wanted to play couldn't, they wouldn't be available for the restart of the IPL if they played the Manchester Test. Coincidence? Maybe. But equally, the England players are now able to play in the closing stages of the IPL because the, the Pakistan tour is no longer there. Now, these coincidences keep happening, and it just seems, I'm afraid, that the players or their union and their agents are only interested in the <coughs> bottom line. And at some stage, they've got to take some wider responsibility to the game. Because if they're just looking at the next payday, I'm afraid it's going to become a very selfish, very unpleasant world quite quickly. George, are you, are you surprised at this? I can, I can hear, obviously, your disappointment, but are you surprised at this? Because I'm, I've, I've just been looking and, and, and what's been happening recently, you know, and uh, you know, some of the boys reckon, we were talking earlier on, some of the boys reckon there's too much cricket, whether it's the 100 T20s, that, yeah, some, is, yeah. that, that something has to give, you know. But Well, that is true. Yeah. That is true. It's a slightly separate point. And I just say again, this is a four-day tour. Yes. So, you know, they're not having to go through months of travel and a long period away from home. Uh, was I surprised? Look, when New Zealand pulled out citing security fears, this looked inevitable. But what has happened since is that uh, the ECB security advisors and the British High Commission 
have made it very clear that they do not think there are security fears. That is not a reasonable explanation. And I think we'd all accept that if those people had said there were security fears, the tour can't go on. I think we'd all accept that, wouldn't we? Mm. But what we're saying here is that England could have found a perfectly reasonable team of people who would have been prepared to go. It would have honoured a debt to Pakistan. And we haven't been to Pakistan since 2005. And it just seems that we always, as a, as a country, as a, a cricketing board, we're always asking, we're always taking, and we're not giving anything back. So am I surprised initially not? Am I embarrassed, even ashamed? Damn right. George, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for uh, having to speak to you. Well, as I've been pains to uh, put out there on Twitter, it's not too late, you know. If you go onto kayak.com, you can still get flights to Pakistan easily enough. Uh, the travel restrictions have been eased. It's not on the red list anymore. Uh, and there's, uh, there's loads of hotels as well. So uh, your move, ECB. Moving back to the action, though, on the park, that is. Uh, and Australia women pulled off a ridiculous victory against India in a match that has uh, since been dubbed the Miracle of Mackay needing uh, 13 from the final over, a series of fielding mishaps and free hits, a beamer and a controversial no-ball decision saw India's victory celebrations halted in its tracks. India uh, actually thought they had the win after Nicola Carey was caught off what should have been the final ball of the game, but the TV umpire decided the delivery from Goswami was too high and no ball was called instead, meaning instead of uh, Carey being out, um, she had another chance, two needed from the new final ball and uh, Australia managed it at the non-strikers end Beth Mooney unbeaten with a century and the win meant Australia registered their 26th ODI win in a row incredible let's hear what Beth had to say about the no ball uh, yeah, I've been talking to some people on the sideline. They said it was a clear no ball. I wasn't sure because everything was happening. But um, essentially, we were just trying to work out whether we got a run for the um, run that we did or who was on strike and things like that. Um, so obviously, it was a pretty tight call in the end. Not quite as exciting in England, uh, but uh, they still had to fight their way back. 77 for three um, when uh, Heather Knight uh, came to the crease. She saw England home her second ODI century. Um, which meant that to England now 3-1 up against New Zealand with just the one ODI to play. Uh, going back to Australia, because it's never far from the minds of most English cricket fans, a decision about whether the winter's ashes will go ahead is imminent. Uh, John Etheridge uh, from The Sun saying that the England players currently in possession of documentation which uh, details how the quarantine period will be served by themselves and their families. Uh, decision probably be leaked on Sunday and uh, will be officially released on Monday, possibly. We shall see. Either way, what I do know is that Shane Warne weighed in with his take when interviewed at a sponsor's event by TalkSport's Sam Ellard. Uh, Shane, here we are again, Advanced Hair Studio. Just tell us a little bit more about this commercial and what we can look forward to. Yeah, look, it's been, I've been with Advanced Hair now for just about 17 years. Um, there's a lot of serious issues going around at the moment, the pandemic, the mental health issues are huge. Um, and hair loss is a serious issue. People might think, oh, you know, it's hair loss, what are you... But it's a serious issue. It affects men and women uh, in different ways. Some people um, struggle with their confidence. It's a, they sort of feel a bit embarrassed to talk about it. Um, I, you know, I'd like to think that a lot of my friends, Darren Goff being one that's been able to come in now, we've been able to help him look better and feel better, have more confidence. Uh, I'm the same. I feel a lot more confident now with my hair. I'm 50. I just turned 52. Um... And I, you know, I didn't like going bald. Some people can rock that sort of Bruce Willis look. 
I couldn't and I didn't like it. If I could ask you two, three more questions on the cricket, sure. and then I will let you go, right, and you okay. can do some more fun go stuff on this. Um, a lot of talk this week, England's tour to Pakistan cancelled. England have taken a lot of stick for the reasons why it's come out that it's not because of security, more the players' mental well-being. Pakistan, we know, helped England out a lot by coming over here last summer. Um, have England got this wrong, Shane, do you think? I don't know about that. I think they weigh up all the different scenarios. I, I feel for Pakistan... Um, it's such a beautiful country to go over and play cricket in. I was lucky enough to do it in the early 90s. We went and did it. Um, 94, I think it was. We went over and played over there, and it was fantastic. They love their cricket. We talk about India, how passionate they are. Pakistan are just as passionate. Um, you know, and that helped, I think, the Pakistan country as a country helped cricket become the second biggest sport in the world behind soccer. Yeah. Just got voted as the second biggest sport because of participation numbers, TV rights, all the different elements that come into it. So... You know, to be the second biggest sport in the world is huge. Um, but, yeah, look, it's a shame. But, look, they've got their reasons. I'm not going to say they've done the wrong thing or the right thing or whatever. I just, it's, it's unfortunate that um, Pakistan won't see any cricket in their own country, which is a shame. Everyone, Shane, is trying to sort out the ashes. Boris, the Australian Prime Minister, governments, the ECB, Cricket Australia. Can you please sort it out for us, Shane? Come on. Well, the thing is, what I've heard is that England have been, giving a res- have been given a resort for their 14-day quarantine. Swimming pool, golf course, everything for their families. Um, surely that's a holiday for two weeks, not quarantine. So if they can take their families there, have a resort, go to swim, have a swim, play golf, um, look after, have some fun with their family and their kids and everything like that in the pool. It's, it's actually in summer there, so the sun will actually shine uh, and it will be warm. Um, so if they can do all that, then hopefully we'll have the full-strength England team out there for the Ashes series. I'd be disappointed if any of the players pulled out um, because they can have their families there. They've got a resort there for a holiday. Um, and then from then, you know, you play the cricket. You know, it's an Ashes series. It's, it's an Ashes series. It's the biggest cricket tournament, you know, cricket series in the world. Um, so, you know, I'd be disappointed if any of the England players pulled out because I don't, you know, I don't know why they'd be pulling out... Um, there's a lot of people I'm sure would want to play in an Ashes series. Um, you know, you, you define your career and what you do in an Ashes series for an Australian or an English person. So, English player. So, you know, I'd be disappointed if anyone pulled out. But in this day and times, you have to understand that if someone feels that, um, you know, it's going to be too hard on them, um, then they don't go. Then you have to accept that. But um, I think going to a resort for two weeks and having a swim in the pool, playing golf and hanging with your family for two mm. weeks doing your quarantine... Yeah. A lot of us have had to do it a lot harder than that, the quarantine, and then play cricket in front of crowds. Um, hopefully that'll go, all go ahead. And last one for me, Shane. Darren Goff has just recently joined the TalkSport Breakfast Show. Of course, he's done dry for many, many years. The yeah. Thursday mornings, 8 o'clock, the big man, the rhino is on breakfast. A message for your old friend, which will play out this Thursday morning? Well, Goffy, my man, he should have played for Australia, Goffy. <laughs> you know, he played like an Australian. We loved him. Um, he's become a great mate, Goffy. Um, so I'm looking forward to listening to his tones in the morning now. As I used to listen to him in yeah. the afternoon, now I can listen to him in the morning too. So, Goffy, good luck. I'm not sure he's going to be able to get up that early all the time. That's going to be his issue. So, Goffy, just lay off a few of the old, uh, you know, glass every now and then at night time. Just have one less drink and um, you'll be able to get up early. Don't push the snooze button, Goffy. You know what, Shane? He gets up fine, but he just moans. He loves a moan, doesn't he? Yeah, he loves a moan. He's always, but he's English. He loves a whinge. <laughs> <laughs> Big thanks to uh, Shane 
Warren and, of course, Sam Ellard there. But back to the county championship. And we will be reflecting on this in much bigger detail in next week's Cricket Collective on TalkSport 2 with Neil Manthorpe and Steve Harmison. That's out on Tuesday. But congratulations to Warwickshire, who bowled Somerset out on the final day to fill to seal their first county championship uh, since 2011, I think. Uh, it did look like Somerset were going to be holding on. They hadn't lost a wicket just uh, before the lunch break. Uh, but uh, Danny Briggs, who weighed in with those late runs to give uh, Warwickshire a vital batting point uh, back on day one or two, um, and then a collapse straight after meant the destination of the trophy in the end wasn't really in doubt. Um, but yeah, big congratulations to Warwickshire. Commiserations, Lancashire. And that uh, pretty much brings us to the end of this week's show. A reminder, TalkSport 2 will have regular IPL reports all next week from 3pm onwards. The Cricket Collective is on Tuesday on TalkSport 2. That will drop into your podcast inbox earlier that day. And uh, TalkSport Sam Ellard will be playing cricket with Joss Butler. That's on Wednesday. Last time I saw Sam Ellard play cricket was against uh, was for TalkSport against the Barmy Army. And he was dismissed for naught by Chris Silverwood's son, who is eight. So, uh, yeah, good luck, Sam. Uh, then on Friday, we're going to bring you My Sporting Life, featuring the recently retired from the commentary box, Michael Holding. So, plenty to look forward to here on Following On. Thanks for listening. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.